Okay, people, I'm going to keep doing this show until this country turns into a progressive paradise. And uh, that half the country is not a Republican dystopia, as uh, most of the southern states are right now, and especially Texas. But uh, anyway, aquí es la música para empezar. You are listening to KPCALP, Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, uh, this is uh, Tuesday the 16th. And uh, like I said before, I'm recording this a bit early. Uh, it's not going to be broadcast on KPCA until the uh, 21st Sunday at the usual time, 9 o'clock. Uh, KPCA LP 103.3 FM and worldwide. And I actually have some worldwide fans now. Who would have thunk? Uh, anyway, you get that on www.kpca.fm. At uh, 9 o'clock Pacific Time, that's uh, midnight for the people back on the East Coast. I don't think any of them, any of my fans back there uh, actually <laughs> stay up till midnight to listen to this. They probably catch me on uh, YouTube, which all of you out there can catch me on if, if you have a mind to. Okay, got to say this. The views of the Midnight Skeptic. By God, should be the views of KPCA LP 103.3 FM and uh, Petaluma Community Access. And they have a couple of television stations that they uh, uh, broadcast uh, city council meetings and planning commissions and all of that kind of stuff. Not just for Petaluma, but for uh, some of the surrounding communities. Okay, that being said, if you want to send me any suggestions... Um, hints, uh, and and death threats, hate mail. I, I welcome it all. But anyway, you send it to the Midnight Skeptic at gmail.com. It's all, all one word. It's all lowercase. Nothing difficult about it. I'll get it, and I will uh, treat it with the, uh, with the uh, seriousness that it should be treated with. Okay, shout outs, shout outs, shout outs. Okay, uh, I'm uh, I'm on uh, Anchor.fm now, which is a, a they collect uh, shows, you know, such as mine. Uh, it's audio only, and uh, Spotify is one of the main ones. And uh, I use Spotify myself, or at least uh, my. Google Assistant uses uh, Spotify. 
And um, through them and then some of these others that I had never heard of, uh, I've got one in Germany, uh, two in Ireland, uh, one in Italy, uh, two in Australia, one in New Zealand. Um, okay, that's the extent of my memory for overseas. Um, but the East Coast now, Gerald Goldfinger in Long Island, uh, going down the coast to the Raleigh-Durham, North Carolina area, uh, Dr. David Rubin and Vicki, his wife. And uh, further on down the East Coast, we get to Amelia Beamer uh, in the Edgewater area. And then we go across uh, Florida to Nelson and Alice Lydell, and then going across up across the Gulf through Texas as quickly as possible through Texas. Uh, we get to Arizona for Karina Hilliard, uh, animal control technician and snake removal expert uh, down in Patagonia, Arizona. And then uh, in Santan Valley, Arizona, my brother and uh, Brandon and his wife, Mina, their daughter, Andrea, who is a nurse. Take care of yourself, Andrea. Wear your PPE. Um, and uh, she works in a hospital uh, near Santan Valley. I'm not sure the name of it, but she has three little boys. They're getting up there in years. Uh, one, I believe, is seven and five and three. I think that's the age range. And then uh, uh, her husband, retired uh, Marine Tim uh, Booyah. Okay, then over to uh, California at long last, uh, up in Sacramento, Dave and Rosie Takach, and uh, in San Francisco, oh, and uh, Mickey Huff, Mickey Huff, the godfather of Project Censored, uh, who lives in the Sacramento area now, but then has to commute down to uh, Diablo Valley College, where he uh, teaches history and communications, and... Uh, uh, he has a radio show here, just like me, a, a lot better than me, uh, one o'clock on Wednesdays. So um, tune into him. I think all of this stuff that I'm doing right now is going to be up on uh, YouTube, uh, hopefully in about, I don't know, three or four hours. It takes a long time to kind of download this stuff onto YouTube. But uh, if you want to listen to... Uh, Mickey Huff, uh, 1 o'clock on Wednesdays, uh, KPCA LP, 103.3 FM. And then that show is repeated again over at uh, KPFA Berkeley, uh, 94.1, uh, 1 o'clock on Friday. Okay. And then uh, locally, uh, Pacifica, Stan and Kathy Gustafson, and... Uh, um, Sebastopol, geez, I finally remembered the name of that town. Uh, Sebastopol, uh, Rick, uh, Rich, damn, I, I knew I was going to screw up somehow. Uh, Rich and Kathy Berger over in Sebastopol. And then uh, here in Petaluma, Tim Conrad, great photographer. Um, and uh, Nariman, uh, he and I used to play basketball, oh, geez, about 30 about 35 years ago, uh, down at Mill Valley Middle School. And uh, he used to bring a bunch of his uh, Iranian buddies uh, to play basketball with us. And uh, up in uh, Katari, Kevin and Lori Burke. Uh, Kevin is, uh, I know him through my late wife. Uh, 
She, um, she passed away in 2013. And uh, Kevin and I used to go to Mill Valley to play basketball together. And we met Nariman and his gang uh, there. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, oh, the Sonora crowd, the Sonora crowd. I'm not going to forget them this time. Uh, Bob and Sandy Fisher, Brad and Martha Fisher. And Martha is a, a CNA, a certified nursing assistant uh, at a elderly care facility. And uh, she uh, should wear her PPE as well. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. And then also uh, Daryl Larson, who had a birthday about a month ago. Happy birthday, Daryl. Uh, Judy May, Leonidas Maciel. And uh, down in Mexico City, Rosie Lopez Negrete. Occasionally she tunes in. And uh, uh, so, hola, Rosita. Okay, enough of that. Okay. Uh, I have some good news. I have some good news, but uh, there's a lot of uh, yucky things going on, usually perpetrated by Trumpers or Republicans. So um, let me get to that right now. Uh, the state of New Hampshire, uh, I just ran across this article today um, in the newspaper, and I could hardly believe this. Uh, there is uh, an organization called Moms for Liberty, and they're a, a 501c4 nonprofit organization, and I'm quite sure they're getting some funding from right-wing money bags, probably the um, the last remaining Koch brother um, are funding it. Um, maybe uh, uh, the Heritage Foundation, maybe they're kicking in some money for them. Anyway, they're a group of uh, what I would call Karens, uh, far right-wing Karens who have kids, they're mothers, and uh, there, there's all sorts of controversies going on now about our school system. Republicans have targeted parents and schools. That that's the issue of the uh, the issue du jour. Um, they're going to be pounding on that until the uh, 2022 elections come around, and they're going to say we want to protect our kids. Uh, all right. Well, what are they being protected from? Okay, um, they want to ensure that their kids have liberty. Well, they call themselves uh, Moms for Liberty. Okay, what they're doing in New Hampshire specifically, and there's chapters of Moms for Liberty all over the country. Uh, fortunately, they're not that widespread. They're kind of uh, they have chapters in these uh, right-wing enclaves uh, all over the country. Usually, most of them are down south, uh, Florida specifically. Um, but this particular group uh, is up in New Hampshire, and they have offered, oh, geez, a $500 bounty uh, to anyone who... Um, T who catches catches a teacher 
um, teaching things of divisive concepts. Well, what are divisive concepts? I think we all know that it is anything to do with uh, race, critical race theory, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, New Hampshire recently um, passed a law. Okay, and uh, oh shoot. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. They recently passed a law, and it was signed by uh, Governor Sununu. Oh shoot. What did I do with it? Oh no, I can't believe this. Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Oh jeez. One of these days, I keep assuring my thousands and thousands of listeners out there that I'm going to get myself organized. Well, here it is. Here the, uh, the, the YouTube people can see this. Okay, frequently asked questions. New discriminatory practice prohibitions applicable to K-12 educational programs. Okay. And I'm not going to read this whole law to you out there, but this summarizes it. And uh, they're trying to be as uh, comprehensive at delineating which groups they're talking about as possible. Okay, what are schools prohibited from teaching students? Question mark. Uh, schools are prohibited from teaching that one identified group, and then here's where the um, um, parentheses starts, a group based upon age, sex, gender identity, sexual orientation, race, creed, color, marital status, familial status. I, I don't know what that would be. Okay, mental or physical disability, religion, or national origin. Okay, are you still with me on this? Okay, um, end parentheses. Is, colon, inherently superior or inferior to people of another identified group. <sighs> okay, they mentioned right away a group based upon, well, age. I think that my intellect is inherently superior to that of a two-year-old. Okay, should I not admit that? Would it upset the two-year-old? I'm, you know, in my almost 70s. Okay, okay, uh, I'm riffing now. Okay, here I go. Inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive, <clears throat> excuse me, whether consciously or unconsciously, should be discriminated against or receive adverse treatment, or should not treat members of other identified groups equally. Uh, I feel for teachers in New Hampshire that have to keep track of all this Michigas. That's Jewish for S-H-I-T. 
Uh, this It's not just New Hampshire. These kinds of laws are being passed in many Republican-controlled states, uh, mainly throughout the South, but also Texas. Um, what do the phrases inherently superior or inferior or inherently racist, sexist, or oppressive mean? Okay, inherent means characteristics that are natural, biological, or innate, as opposed to characteristics that are merely apparent, accidental, or based on external factors. Okay, that, that's enough of reading this New Hampshire law, but this is just getting out of hand. Um, a little bit later in the show, uh, I'm going to talk about the Republican Party's war against woke. Now, I did on about three shows ago the origin of the word woke. Um, I, I played you the song. Um, Lead Belly sang a song called Scottsboro Boys. And then at the very end of the song, uh, he says, and this was this song was done in 1938. Uh, the Scottsboro incident occurred in 1931, where they were uh, accused of uh, these nine um, black boys. And this is what they called them back then. Uh, I'm not saying it now, although I am saying it now, uh, but just. Forgive me for using the terms that were used back then. Okay, anyway. At the end of Lead Belly's song, Scottsboro Boys, he says, Okay, what I'm telling all you young colored boys traveling through Alabama, uh, down south there, that you'd best be woke. Okay, what does he mean by that? He means being careful not to offend the powers that be down in Alabama in 1938. Well, who are the powers that be? Well, it's the Southern sheriffs, it's the police department, it's uh, white girls. Okay, so that's what he meant by woke. And uh, since then... Um, well, the def it wasn't used very much uh, in uh, political discourse. Not that Republicans can even have logical political discourse. But anyway, recently, like within the last year, uh, a Republican operative saw a chance to create an issue and uh, the issue was being woke, meaning politically correct. And I have, I myself have some issues with overly politically correct stuff. Okay, anyway, uh, later on in the show, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about uh, Republicans' war on woke. Okay. 
Okay, so that's the uh, Moms for Liberty. Um, okay, now this bit about book burning, literally it's been mentioned, book burning in uh, North Carolina, South, excuse me, South Carolina, uh, in a, a school board meeting, and I forget the town that it occurred in, but uh, you might think that I'm making up book burning. Well, well, no, Republicans are becoming in favor of that, B burning books that uh, they think upset kids in schools or libraries. Anyway, one of the books that uh, are, are on just about every list for kicking it out of the schools, libraries, bookstores, is a book about Ruby Bridges. Damn, excuse me. Okay. Now, uh, on November 14th, uh, 61 years ago, okay, November 14th, that was Sunday. Okay, today is the 16th. Okay, well, two days ago. Okay, uh, four federal marshals escorted six-year-old Ruby Bridges to her first day of school in first grade. Uh, as the first black student to attend a previously all-white um, France, capital F-R-A-N-T-Z, elementary school in New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. Um, now, let's see. What did I write down here? New Orleans, okay. Uh, Republicans, MAGA heads, conservatives, Trumpers want to ban teaching about Ruby Bridges and burn the children's book, Ruby Bridges. Now, there is a children's book named that, and uh, all in the service of being anti-CRT, and, and which is... Uh, uh, oh, critical race theory, and, and I've talked a number of times on my show about critical race theory. It's another issue that was picked up upon by Republicans to gin up fear in their base. Okay, I, I don't want to go into that again. I've already gone into it, but... Um, Okay, wait a minute. I wrote down... <laughs> shoot, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Ruby Bridges, well, she's uh, 70 now, uh, or 69, I think. But anyway, she wrote another children's book on her own that came out in the early 2000s uh, called Ruby Bridges, My Story. Okay, it was not written by a uh, another author. It was written by her. Well, these books, of course, uh, are 
her honest feelings about these uh, jeering mobs of white New Orleans Southerners making life as miserable as they could for her. All of the teachers at this uh, grammar school uh, walked out and quit, except for one, this one uh, white teacher that was born in Boston and was, I don't know the story behind how she got down to France Elementary, France Elementary School to teach, but she stayed there. And she taught Ruby Bridges one-on-one. -on -one. All the other parents came in there and took their kids out of the school. Uh, does that sound familiar? What they're taking their kids out of school now for is vaccine mandates and mask mandates. Horrible people, horrible people. Uh, I think that uh, if somehow we could teleport the people that were giving Ruby Bridges a, a horrible time down at this grammar school and, uh, you know, spitting on her and all of that kind of crap and transported them to today, they would be the ones that would be marching in front of schools. Uh, our bodies, our choice, uh, vaccines equal tyranny, and uh, they would uh, give people a hard time who were taking their kids into the school. It's always the parents who do this, uh, like uh, uh, moms for liberty. They're a perfect example. Okay, now here's another. Uh, okay, uh, example of horrible people, horrible. Trumpers, MAGA heads, Republicans, conservatives, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and from Texas, of course it's Texas. Okay, and blacks uh, make snowflake Texans nervous. Now, why am I saying that? Well, this story. On October 29th, which is a Friday, Elliot Reed, R-E-E-D, a black cyclist, was beaten by 25-year-old Colin Fries, F-R-I-E-S, uh, in Seabrook, Texas, uh, which is a suburb of uh, Houston. Excuse me, I gotta wet my whistle here. Okay, Fries uh, said to um, 50-year-old Reed, when Fries and Reed stopped at a stop sign. Uh, Reed on his bicycle, freeze in his pickup truck. Um, and this is the quote from Freeze. You need to get out of this neighborhood uh, because you're making a lot of people nervous. Um, and the quote goes on. Uh, you don't live here, and if I catch you, I'm going to do something. One thing led to another. Um, this trumper gets out of his pickup truck and chases after Reed, catches him, and then stomps him. Uh, he hospitalizes him. And uh, 
Of course, the Harris County District Attorney only charged Freeze with a misdemeanor assault. Oh, boy. But um, if, you, if you Google... Um, if, if you Google Elliot Reed, I mean, and, and if you can catch his picture, it, it's terrible. I mean, his face is all, you know, beaten up and swollen, and uh, one of his eyes was uh, bleeding. Okay. <sighs> Texas uh, is an example of what a dystopia this country would become if it were controlled by Republicans. Okay, um, more good news. Change the topic now. Okay, Alex Jones, another vomit-inducing personality. He was ordered to pay damages to families of Sandy Hook shooting victims in a defamation lawsuit. I mean, it was Alex Jones saying things about the uh, Sandy Hook families that were defamatory. Uh, he was claiming that they were uh, crisis actors and the whole thing was a fraud or, or fake news. Okay. Um, a Connecticut judge ruled that he is responsible for all damages in the lawsuit brought against him by the families of those killed in the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting. Jones claimed that the incident was a hoax. Uh, this set off the right-wing Republican gun nuts uh, to send death threats and hate mail to these families. Mm. You know... I can put up with hate mail or death threats. Okay, lay it on me. I, at least I'll know some people on the opposition from my points of view or at least listening to this. I doubt that any of their opinions would be changed by anything that I would say, but you, know, you one can always hope. Um, okay, where was I? I'm riffing now again. Uh, this set off the right-wing Republican gun nuts to send death threats and hate mail to these families. The ruling was a default in favor of the Sandy Hook families because um, Jones and his lawyer team wouldn't cough up any records about what they said or, or emails or anything to move the case along. So by default, he lost. Okay, now the only thing that they have to determine now is how much money he's going to have to pay these families. Uh, personally, I hope it bankrupts him uh, along with, um, okay, I'm having a brain freeze on his program, uh, InfoWars. This guy is a pig if I've ever seen one. Um, and I, I think about, six or seven, maybe even eight years ago, I listened to one episode of InfoWars with Alex Jones. And, uh, well, I never listened to another one. Uh, so, okay. The ruling was a default in favor of the Sandy Hook families. 
So the jury only has to decide the monetary damages. Earlier, a Texas judge, uh, this was a Connecticut judge, okay, earlier, a Texas judge defaulted Jones for not turning over records to the lawyers for the Sandy Hook families. The lawsuit in both states shall be turned over to jury, uh, juries early next year. Man, our justice system takes so much time to decide anything. Justice delayed is justice denied. Um, another riff. Um, are, are we ever going to see uh, oh boy, that uh, Donald Trump advisor. Um, God, I'm having a brain freeze on his name. That guy that looks like he crawled out from beneath a railroad trestle in Barstow. Um, anyway, you know who I'm talking about. He turned himself into the FBI yesterday. Uh, because he refused to testify to the uh, uh, January 6th commission. Uh, and they uh, and, and they uh, held him in contempt and, and blah, blah, blah. I'm completely riffing, and his name is going to... Uh, he was head of uh, Breitbart News Aggregator. Yeah, anyway... It'll, you know, in the middle of the show or the next segment of the show, it's going to pop into my brain and I'm going to blurt it out. And so just brace yourselves for that. Okay. Uh, Jones and his Infowars may hopefully be bankrupted. Yay. Uh, Erica Lafferty, daughter of the principal of Sandy Hook School, Dawn Lafferty Hawksprung, uh, who was killed there, uh, has become an outspoken critic of Alex Jones and a gun safety advocate. Well, that's not something that the NRA will ever be for. Gun safety? That's That sounds too lefty to us. Hmm. And in the NRA itself is in hot water uh, financially and uh, a lot of other ways. They've moved from New York down to Texas, of course. And uh, the Texas uh, attorney general, state attorney general, is continuing to go after them for um, a financial mismanagement. Um, Wayne LaPierre who I think is still the CEO of the NRA, um, is fled to his favorite state, Texas, and uh, he's going to be eventually caught up in this Michigas as well. Um, a, I'm off my notes again. Uh, Jones has appeared at many MAGA-head Republican Trumper rallies and is an ardent supporter of the NRA and gun rights. Okay. Okay, here's a... Okay. It's just... It's head-shaking. It's... 
making me wonder about the state of our country, at least, you know, whatever the 35 or 40 percent of the MAGA heads are. But they're, they're stupid, just idiotic. And they wear their ignorance proudly on their sleeves. Okay. And here's what I'm talking about. Okay, I've entitled this note. Uh, Stupid anti-vax MAGA heads and Republicans. Dr. Kerry Madej. Okay, I'll spell that for you. Uh, capital M-A-D-A. No, excuse me. Capital M-A-D-E-J. Madej. I think that's how she pronounces her last name. On a... TikTok video says that to undo COVID-19 vaccines that MAGA heads have gotten because of the mandates, uh, you should they should soak in a bath with baking soda, Epsom salts, and she falsely claims that this bath will remove, you ready for this, radiation, she falsely claims, is activated by the uh, vaccine. Well, of course MAGA heads will believe this. Mm. Okay, then she recommends that you add in one cup of borax, you know, B-O-R-A-X, that's a laundry additive, um, to take... Uh, nanotechnologies um, out of you. Oh, God. Um, she has a number of followers on her TikTok site. Oh, man. Okay, now let me tell you what she is. She is an osteopathic internal medicine doctor. Now, uh, oh, boy. The name of this show is The Midnight Skeptic. When I very first started out this show about uh, nearly five years ago now, and when I was doing it in the uh, down at Petaluma Community Access, their radio and television studios, um, I was concentrating mostly on um, uh, skepticism. And because I, I am still a part of the skeptic community, uh, which is a worldwide uh, community of scientists, rationalists, thinking people. And um, back in 1976, just bear with me here. Uh, a number of philosophers and scientists and the magician, the amazing Randy, gathered together and started um, the skeptical community. Let's see, it's CFI now. Center for Inquiry is what they're called right now. And they are the parent company to a magazine that I subscribe to, Skeptical Inquirer. Okay, that's all background thing. Uh, cut ahead, let's see, what, 76, 86, 96, 06, 16, 45 years ago. Okay, um, I started out the show, The Midnight Skeptic, talking about things 
that they debunk ghosts, UFOs, uh, crop circles, flat earthers, Bigfoot, um, and thing, things like that, uh, psychics, psychic healing. You know, that's what I was talking about. And also um, complementary and alternative medicine. Okay, one of the things that I am very down on um, that falls into that category uh, are osteopaths. It's fake medicine. It, it is valueless. Homeopathic medicine. Um, acupuncture. That's another one. It, it has not been proven to work. And um, anyway, uh, this... Uh, Carrie Madej uh, is an osteopathic internal medicine doctor who stands for, okay, now I'm going to quote her, quote, freedom, truth, and great love. And she is practicing the truth in Jesus through medicine. Her words, not mine. I didn't know a thing about her until... Um, I read about the uh, the borax treatment uh, and how it fits into the stupid-ass MAGA-head worldview. Okay, I'm getting tired ranting. Uh, I'm going to take a time check here and a sip. All right, this has been 41 minutes of unadulterated fun. Okay, I'm uh, rejuvenated again. I, I can't believe how stupid the anti-vaxxer, MAGA-head, Trumpers, QAnoners, Republicans, conservatives are. And uh, my uh, handful of uh, friends who are Republicans um, and handful of relatives they they always say to me, well, you know, I'm a real Republican. I'm not like those uh, idiots uh, in their words. They they call the MAGA heads and QAnoners idiots. And uh, unfortunately, this type of non-thinking has inculcated the entire Republican political establishment uh, there aren't any Republicans that I know of in back in Washington, D.C., that can bring themselves to say that Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. They'll say as a fallback position that, well, Joe Biden is the president now. Okay, but they just cannot say that Donald Trump lost the election. Uh, I, I don't know. If, if we lose control of the House of Representatives and or the Senate in the 2022 election, I, I hate to say this, but it's all over. This country is just going down the rat hole if we don't uh, 
have some breaks on stupidity. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get one thing. Okay. Out of the way here. And, and it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. There's a company over in Berkeley. Uh, uh, California has banned single-use plastic bags. You know, those things that you used to get in grocery stores. And um, uh, you can still get these really thinly filmed plastic bags in the produce department. You know, you pull them down and then rip them off and uh, put your broccoli or your uh, your Brussels sprouts in them. Okay. Um, Berkeley, this Berkeley company and its name is Sway, capital S-W-A-Y. They make plastic bags, thin plastic bags, uh, out of, are you ready for this? Seaweed. I'm not kidding. That's what they do. And it's renewable compostable and um, the headline on this article that I'm reading from here uh, Berkeley firms seaweed bags may replace plastic here here uh, our oceans are uh, and I've talked about this on my shows before about the uh, uh, great Pacific gyre garbage patch that's just north of Hawaii and it's just like an island of plastic. And uh, ooh, I'm trying to remember the, the kid from Holland that invented a um, ocean scoop. His company is called Ocean Cleanup. Anyway, uh, I'm riffing again. But I talked about his company and his efforts to uh, clean up the uh, Pacific garbage patch on a couple of shows about two or three years ago. Anyway, I'm riffing. Bear with me. Okay, worldwide plastic pollution shows no signs of stopping despite bans on single-use plastic bags like we have here in California. Okay, now a new Berkeley company aims to provide a replacement of, to the thin plastic bags responsible for, among other things, clogging landfills and polluting the ocean with an alternative made from seaweed. And the company is called uh, Sway. The company plans to release its first products, retail shopping bags and what are called poly bags, or the thin wrappers uh, used to protect clothing and other products uh, during shipping. I think they mean those thin plastic bags that you get when you uh, take your clothes to um, dry cleaning. I think that's uh, those are poly bags. But anyway, um, da -da -da. The, the bags are biodegradable, designed to break down quickly in a backyard compost pile, and stronger uh, than the plastic that they mimic. Uh, and Sway, okay, who said all this? Okay, Sway CEO, Chief Executive Officer, her name is Julia Marsh, M-A-R-S-H. 
And she says, we're really focused on thin film plastics, pointing uh, to the estimated 500 billion or more plastic bags used worldwide each year. They're really difficult to recycle and uh, really difficult to replace with anything else. Yes, they just, they cannot be recycled. Okay. Farmed seaweed is emerging as a promising climate solution and not just for plastic. The U.S. government has funded research into its use as a biofuel, and it can lower the carbon footprint of agriculture. Um, and I talked, I think it was two shows ago, where dried seaweed is dried, powdered, and added to cattle feed. In, in fact, uh, um, we have a uh, the Strauss family creamery is using this. And it was uh, formulated at UC Davis. And uh, if they say that this stuff works, then take my word for it, it works. And by, by working, it cuts down on the methane emanations from cattle, both dairy and beef cattle. And where does the methane come from? Farts and burps. Okay. Um, da -da 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 -da. I got. I got to get my place back here again. Can lower the carbon footprint of agriculture, both as a petroleum-free fertilizer and as a feed supplement. Okay. Well, that's the uh, cattle and uh, dairy cow feed supplement. That reduces methane. Okay, I just talked about that. Seaweed also sequesters what's known as blue carbon. Okay, now what's blue carbon? And it's the buzzword for carbon that is stored in marine ecosystems, meaning the ocean, at a rate estimated to be many times higher than that of land-based forests. That sequestration, uh, in turn, reduces ocean acidification, uh, which is deadly for the coral reefs. That's what's causing the coral bleaching, is ocean acidification. Uh, and that acidification is caused by climate change. It's a regenerative resource, Marsh said. Uh, the more seaweed we cultivate, the healthier the ocean is. The oceans are. That's actually what she said. Okay, Sway, which announced its first round of $2.5 in funding Wednesday, has uh, counterparts that are developing seaweed-based alternatives for single-use plastic. plastic. Uh, lost my place again like uh, condiment packages and straws in the United States, Great Britain, and Indonesia, where a lot of seaweed is farmed. Sway will source its seaweed from farms in Latin America, where there is a large industry that already produces seaweed for its components, like uh, carrageenan, which is used in products such as ice cream, 
toothpaste, pharmaceuticals, and cosmetics. Okay, I'm not going to read this entire article to you, but uh, they're in Berkeley. The company is called Sway, and uh, Julia Marsh is their CEO. I applaud her. Um, I'm going to look them up, you know, after I do this and uh, see if uh, their plant is taking visitors. I would like to see exactly what they do there and how they do it. Okay, anyway, I congratulate them. Okay, um, Republicans war on woke. <laughs> okay, Republicans are crusading against woke. Um, all right, Republicans looking to Dent President Joe Biden, and uh, Dent is the word they used in this article. I don't, I'm not sure what they mean by that. Just get the best of him and other Democrats. Okay, looking to Dent President Joe Biden and win back Congress next year, uh, in part by rousing voting a voting base animated by culture war issues, have increasingly settled on a single word to describe what it is they stand against. And that word is woke. Oh, boy. Conservatives en masse have uh, blasted woke companies that spoke out against Republican-led voting restrictions. They, they've subsumed voting restriction laws in the rubric woke, mm. uh, a move that publicly aligned much of corporate America with Democrats on the issue, even if many of the businesses stressed their beliefs that access to the ballot shouldn't be a partisan issue. Well, of course it shouldn't, but Republicans don't think that. If access to the ballot was easy, uh, the orange bloat bag ex-president got it right when he said, if more people are able to vote, Republicans would never win any elections. Here, here. I agree with that. Okay. The word has appeared in dozens of Republican speeches, tweets, and other statements of late. Republicans said it is less a coordinated messaging push. Well, that's exactly what it is and more of an instinctive sense that the label would work as shorthand to denigrate a progressive world view. And it's a word they're hearing from their voters, too. Their voters, meaning MAGA heads, um, as it buzzes around conservative media, meaning Fox News. Oh, God, those vomit-inducing... Fox News people. Uh, I've got to, uh, ooh, Mi uh, Musica Numero Dos. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.org.
anchor.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma Community Access. And remember, think critically, think logically, but live joyously, and most importantly, pet your cats. Okay, I see that I have about two minutes left. I missaw the uh, tiny, tiny little time thing on here on my screen. It says uh, 57, 56 and a half. Okay, so uh, all I can say is that this country would be a paradise on earth if uh, everybody believed exactly as I do. And it's not hard to do. Just, uh, well, step one, pet your cat. Uh, step two, um, I'm going to quote the uh, Dalai Lama. Anger is the ultimate destroyer of your own peace of mind. Um, and then just Love your neighbor, whoever they are, as as long as they aren't, they themselves are not hurting anybody else with their MAGA head beliefs. It may seem to everybody out there that I'm just an angry progressive, but I like to laugh too much. I, I, I hope you guys listening to me out there aren't taking me all that seriously, although you know, send me a hate mail if you if you have a mind to okay i think that's it i'm at the 58 minute mark so uh, kpcalp 103.3 fm is going to cut me off like uh right now as far as the uh, youtube people you're gonna have to put up with me rambling on and on and on like this for you know, another couple of seconds okay I'm going to click the stop recording button right now.